sit down, I'll listen, wait, relax my dudes, it's not too late to join in with these awesome fans, marble at there. Some chips and OC fix and mean to meet the best girl queen, a hydrant squad that just won't wait to ignore all the toxic shit. It's a podcast. It's also a gun. Hey guys, welcome back to the Geekening Podcast. Today is actually a very special episode of the Geekening Podcast because I will be talking to Cisco Maldonado, the Senior Director of Brand Strategy at Bandai America. Yeah, it, it sounds a lot more important than it is, but uh, thank you. It's got to be on. Cisco, it's a pleasure having you on our podcast today. So let's jump right in. You have a lot of exciting releases for this holiday season coming up. Mm -hmm. Can you walk us through some of them? Absolutely, right? So in, in the overall Dragon Ball brand, there's all sorts of products and prices and sizes to kind of fit every Dragon Ball fan's needs, right? So from your like 13-inch Broly, who's just a beast of a character, to like these little guys that you can sort of fit next to your phone or on your dashboard, it kind of has something for everyone. So what I'll do, just as far as looking at the overall product, I'm going to switch to our close-up camera because it's nice and pretty and kind of give you an idea of what we're looking at, right? So way over here on this side, this is our Dragon Stars line. These are our six and a half inch figures, right? Over 16 points of articulation. This is Master Roshi right here. You can't not smile when you see him, right? He's our newest figure, he's coming out there. These guys are sort of like the, the bread and butter of what we do for all the Dragon Stars characters. There's over 56 different styles and uh, Muton Roshi is just the latest one. And we have always more like two to three a season that we have coming down the pike, right? So let me pose him right here so I don't knock him over. And then these two guys right here, this is the Evolve line, right? So these guys are like 10 bucks, right? And the level of detail and articulation is absolutely fantastic. So if I show Gogeta over here, we can sort of, we can sort of see like the level of detail and the posability, like there are statues like 50, 60 bucks that don't give you this level of detail, right? And it looks absolutely fantastic, right? I mean, they're action figures, they're not statues, which means you can sort of change them around and of course, we have your instant Goku right here, right? So just the level of posability that you can have, right? And just the level of detail, like he's coming right at you, right? So really fun. Also 16 points of articulation and super sharp price point. And then we have our limit breaker. So this is more for your sort of rough and tumble younger kids. This is a 12 inch figure. These go for like $14.99. And one of the things that we like to say that Bandai does better than anybody else is a spot-on interpretation from the anime to the action figure. So if you look at Super Saiyan 4 Goku, like, just like the animation, right? Like, it's really hard for a form figure to get it right all the time. 
and our guys do it in spades. So we're really super excited about these guys. And these guys have like five points of articulation, but they still look absolutely fabulous, right? And then one of my personal favorites here, this is our new attack collection. So this is Broly, right? And he has this really wonderful thing on the back. It's a little lever. And then when you do the lever, if I can get him on here, like he'll kind of, yeah, I'll put it right in front of the camera. So it comes right at you, right? And then you have the little lever here and it comes back, right? So for every fan, for every kind of thing you want, we got you covered, right? And, and obviously there's tons more. There's like 15 styles of these guys and there's like another nine styles of these guys. And then these guys are your adverge. Like this is Christmas in a box, right? Like these are really cool, super detailed figures. You put a bow on it and you're kind of done, right? So all of these are available, whether it's on your online platforms or, or in store. Um, we're really super excited about these. Let me switch back to our camera here. And, and it really goes to show the overall strength and influence that like Dragon Ball has had like in pop culture, right? So recently we, we put out a, a survey to the general public, right? And we sort of asked like, if you could ask someone to dinner, right? In the Dragon Ball universe, like who would be your plus one, right? And like something like 75% of people said like Goku, right? And, and it kind of like brings forth like, well then who would you want to invite to dinner and who would be the most exciting or interesting dinner guest, right? And so, you know, some people chose Vegeta, but Goku's sort of like the hands down winner because he's this, you know, really amicable character and, and uh, he pretty much drives the entire storyline. And it really does highlight the fact that Dragon Ball is so influential because when it first came out, right, like nothing had ever been seen before like it, right? Like the kind of animation you would have was like Super Friends, right? And maybe there was like a two-parter. And that was like, oh my gosh, there's a two-parter coming on, right? But for Dragon Ball, like this is long-form content that went, you know, hours and hours and hours and you have the different story arcs. And when it first hit, it was incredible. No one had ever seen it before. And I think it really made an impact on the people who grew up with it to this very day. What purpose did the question of which, which Dragon Ball character would you take on a dinner date serve? What purpose did it serve? Well, I've always been a big fan of like, poking the bear or shaking the box and see what happens, right? Like, we know that, like, Goku's the main character, right? And he drives the narrative of all of Dragon Ball. But you wonder, like, how does that play through to fans and the general public's overall affinity for the character, right? You can like a character but might not want to hang out with them, right? So, and even when you look at, like, action figures and you look at which ones sell better than the others... Goku doesn't sell better than all the others just because he's the main character, right? He sells better than the others because people can relate to this character in one way or another, right? Some people's favorite character is Vegeta, right? Some people is Gohan or Cell, whatever it might be. But I have this sort of theory that action figures say more about us than they actually say about the actual show, right? If I choose to have Goku on my t-shirt, I could have a Vegeta silhouette, but there's a reason that I don't, right? I have a Vegeta t-shirt, I don't wear it as much. Why is that? Because for some reason, I relate more to this character, right? Whether it's what he wants to be able to accomplish and the choices that he makes and all these things that when you grow up watching this kind of stuff, it really resonates with you. So when you ask the question of all these different characters in the Dragon Ball universe, and there's lots of them, right? Like, who would you want to spend that time with, right? And when we ask a really almost medical, physical question, of, of like people are going to answer, right? And so it was very um, validating 
right? To see that we kind of knew what people are going to say. But still, it's really interesting that people are, are really out there and they're saying, like, of course, it's going to be that one. It's almost like saying, who would win in a fight between this person and this person, right? Everyone's going to have an opinion. And that's just a way for fans to re-engage. And when fans re-engage in a property, then it translates to more content, right? And it's going to be people are going to buy more stuff. They're going to want to engage more stuff and grow the overall anime industry, right? Which Dragon Ball led 15, 20 years ago. And I have to say, the level of detail on these figurines, even the tiny ones, yeah. is impeccable. And yeah. at this price point, I, I think it's a steal. It, it is. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because if you look at what action figures used to look like maybe 20, 30 years ago, the technology has changed, right? Like the, the, the level of detail in statues and sculptures hasn't changed for like thousands of years, right? Because you've had one artisan working on their craft on one thing, right? But, but I think in terms of like the, the tooling technology in terms of the mold and how you make it so the characters don't break when you pop them out, like we've seen leaps and bounds and materials and how that works out. And I think that lends itself to really great detailed product at a pretty good point, uh, price, right? That everyone can afford, right? Like these guys are like 10 bucks, right? And they look every bit as good as some of the higher end statues. And the fact that we've come a long enough way in the toy industry to really make these great figures means that folks can enjoy a piece of the property that they love more so than ever before, right? It, it, it's one thing to watch the show. It's one thing to have the t-shirt, but to buy a figure, right? And then display it because no one's going to like put this in their closet, right? You buy these things to show people I'm into this property. I'm into this character, right? It really, we are expanding fandom beyond just the show, which I think really says something. Mm-hmm. Why Dragon Ball in particular? Why Dragon Ball? So I'll answer your question with the question. Maybe we can go back and forth. So why Dragon Ball for what? To make action figures? Why Dragon Ball is as popular as it is? Like, what do you mean by why Dragon Ball? Both. Okay, I'll take the second one first. So I think why Dragon Ball is as popular as it is, right? I I think it was part to what I had started to talk about a little bit ago. When it first came out, right? Like anime has been around for years and years and years. It's nothing different, right? But when Toonami first put out Dragon Ball, it was the first time Western audiences had seen anything like this right? Like there were speed lines for the first time in animation. You're like, whoa, that the kids have been seeing, right? Like there would be such over the top action that no one had ever experienced before, right? Like Goku would yell so loud, it would crack a planet and the, and the weather would change, right? Like you don't see that when you're like, you know, watching Thundercats, right? And that was sort of around the same time. And so I think it was such a different experience to viewers. It really, I wouldn't say it shook people, but it really spoke to them in a way that they didn't before. Because one of the fantastic things about, and Dragon Ball is anime, make no doubt about it. But the thing that anime has that Dragon Ball really catapulted into the mainstream consciousness is long form content, which means that you get involved in the story, which means you care about the characters. And if you see how the character has developed over time, right? Like that becomes your favorite character. Right. And when the show goes on for years and years and years and the person ages and there's consequences and people die and they come back and and it brings up themes of like self-doubt and bringing out the best in others and sacrifice. And you can still do the right thing and lose. 
for kids who watch it for the first time, like they saw content that didn't pander to them, right? It wasn't just like tune in to the next exciting episode. It's like, what's going to happen next? Like the good guy lost, right? Like you can do the right thing and still come up short, right? And, and I think when kids first saw that, it spoke to them in such a way that to this very day, it still continues on. You can look at professional sports athletes who still watch Dragon Ball to like motivate themselves before a game, right? Like that says something. At, in, the, in the Summer Olympics, you know, over the last couple months, like you saw like athletes like doing the Kamehameha or they were doing poses, right? With their partners doing one of these things. Like you don't do that unless you want people to know I'm into this character. It means something to me, right? And Dragon Ball is that property that put it out there, right? So that's kind of like question number one. And then question number two is why Dragon Ball for the figures? And I think there's lots of things, right? So when you're making toys, um, this is sort of like a little under the hood of what goes on in the toy industry. It, it's one thing to have a good looking figure, right? It's called toyetic, right? Is it, is it cool enough to look on a package so that people are going to want to buy it, right? So when you see something like this, you're like, hey, that looks pretty cool. I want to touch it. And by the time you pick it up, you're sort of halfway there, right? So this guy is going to look fantastic on package. But if every character looked like him, you're not going to get a whole lot of people to buy stuff, right? But if you look at all the different character variety in Dragon Ball, right? That sort of lends itself to making different versions of a character, right? How many levels of Goku are there, right? Super Saiyan 1, 2, 3, 4, Ultra Instinct, Instinct, God Form, Rose Form, right? Like there's at least nine different styles of this guy out there, right? And each character has its own style, right? So there's plenty of variety for a property that fans love. And, and I think that's why I think Dragon Ball as a toy line has done so well. Because some people like Ultra Instinct Goku. Some people just like classic Goku. Some people will like, you know, Black Rose Goku. It, it all depends on where you are and also where you started watching it for the first time. If you started with Dragon Ball GT, you may have a different opinion than if you started with Super or if you started with Kai or if you just started like old school, the, the sub version, you know, when it first came out or even the manga. Does that mean that you plan to release more figurines of Goku in the future? I would have to say yes, because Goku continues to evolve, right? So whenever there is a new version of Goku or even a new version of a character that we think is resonating with fans, right? Part of our job is we want to be able to make stuff that people are going to want, right? So it has to be broad enough for everyone to sort of get what character it is. But we want to go deep enough and specific enough to really please the fans, the hardcore fans that got us here in the first place, right? Now, maybe most people in the country won't know the difference between Ultra Instinct Goku and Super Saiyan 4, like this guy right here, right? Like, well, one has a tail, one doesn't, but what does it mean? And what happens when he loses his eyebrows in Super Saiyan 3? Like, what does that mean, right? Like, most folks might not get that, but we make those ones anyway because it really adds to that depth of what the core fan and the collector really want to say, right? And so if, in a, if a movie comes out and there's a new version of Goku, Super Saiyan 20 and he has wings or whatever, I'm not saying he has wings, but if he did, we would make a version of Goku that has wings, right? Or if something changed in the manga or when Dragon Ball Super has a new season coming out and there's a new character or a new version of a character, right? We want to be able to keep up and stay current and relevant with where things are going, that we would make that interpretation 
into one of these figures. And in your opinion, why are figurines so popular right now? Not just Dragon Ball figurines, but figurines in general. I think one, they're more accessible. It's kind of like a chicken and the egg, right? If you provide stuff and it's popular, people are going to buy it, right? So one is why are people buying action figures more now than ever before? Part of it is because you can find them a lot easier, right? Whether it's going to be online or there's a bigger section in the store. And then why is there a bigger section in the store? Because fans want to buy more, right? So they sort of feed off each other, right? But, but if you break that apart, I think you first have to look at why people even buy action figures in the first place, right? Or what is that need that is satisfied by an action figure, right? And, and I personally think it's when you really like a property and a specific character, it reminds you of that property even when you're not watching it, right? It's one thing to wear the t-shirt. It's another thing to have an action figure. But what action figures do is they allow you to physically own a piece of the show, whether you're watching it or not, right? And the fact that you can pose it, you can do a different thing. You can give it as a gift because you know someone's into it. I think there's lots of things that lend themselves to an action figure. I mean, if you go into anyone's home, and you look at on their wall or on their mantle, they're going to have pictures of people, right? They have an affection for something and they want a visual representation of what that is. I think an action figure does a lot of the same thing, right? It starts off as a kid because you played with these things, right? And you made your own adventures and you created your storylines and that gives kids a lot of joy. Like one of the things that like Bandai we do is we create fun dreams and inspiration and none of those have a price point, right? Those are memories. Those are experiences. And when you get older, you still have, you still remember with great affection. I remember playing with these figures. So when you see one again for the very first time, you're like, that's neat. I'm going to have one or I'm going to give one to my kid because I want to be able to share what I thought was super cool and fun with like this next generation of fans. And we're seeing specifically with anime in general, more and more young kids are jumping on the anime bandwagon than ever before. And part of that reason is it's more available than ever before, right? Whether you're watching it on Funimation or Crunchyroll and Netflix or Hulu or Amazon, like there's entire anime sections out there that are very easy to open the door. And once the door is open, you know where to go. And it's only a matter of time before you're clicking around and you're like, here's this new anime property, right? And what we do at Bandai is we take out the best anime properties and create physical representations of that thing. Are you saying that owning a figurine is a form of symbolic interactionism with the anime figurine comes from? I wouldn't, you know what? I would go a step further. I wouldn't even say it's symbolic. I would say it is actual interaction in substance, right? A symbol is something that represents something else, right? This is Broly. It doesn't represent Broly. It's not a symbol of Broly. Like, this is Broly. And when I pose him, right? Or here's, a, here's an idea, right? So over here, we have this guy, like Gogeta, right? He has a fantastic pose. I'm not going to have him standing like this, right? Like I'm going to have him in a dynamic pose because I want to be able to recreate who he is, right? A symbol would just be a picture, right? That there's nothing I can do. An action figure takes you a step further, right? It is a true interaction with the character. You can't do that by watching a show, right? Watching a show is very passive and, you're, and you live out these things in your imagination. But to be able to manifest that with our help in an action figure, you can create fantastic poses and recreate your own storylines. Or I remember that time when this guy fought that guy. And so I want to connect these two together, right? So I, I, think, I think that's the value of action figures 
it, it really is a deeper way of appreciating the property. These two figures in the front are fully articulated, right? Oh yeah, like even like, so what I'll do is, tell me this, right? I'll go close the camera here. So I'll take him off his stand, right? So if you're looking at Gogeta here, right? So obviously super cool action pose, but like, you know, his legs, his hands change, right? And even the very expression from like this, to that, to this, to that, like it changes the expression and the character. And depending on how his head and his torso turns, right? There's all these different things that you can do that really changes the dynamic of what this character is. So yeah, there's 16 points of articulation from the wrists to the knees, to the ankles. There's so much stuff that you can do that really is about recreating these fantastic moments. What's next for Bandai and Dragon Ball? Well, over the summer, Toy Animation announced, right, there was going to be a new theatrical film coming out, right? And the name of the movie is Dragon Ball Super and then Superhero right here, right? And the creator of Dragon Ball is involved and they're still kind of hush-hush because like, it's like, you know, it's a precious property and a lot of fans love their Dragon Ball. So they want to make sure that they don't put too many spoilers out there. And there's a couple like sketches and images because they had like a little press conference type thing. But it really is going to be a brand new movie. It's coming out probably 2022-23, just depending on like where movies fall and who's coming out when. So it, it's not a hard date yet set, but it's something that we're following very closely because when the movie comes out, you know, of course, we're going to follow up with figures, right, that represent those characters from the movie. So when the Broly movie came out, right, like a year and a half, two years ago, maybe even longer than that, you know, we had the action figure from that movie, right? Nothing changes, right? We want to make sure that we stay relevant and timely with all of the new content that's coming out there. So whether it's a new season or a new manga episode or even a new video game that comes out sometimes, it's like, what are people talking and watching about now? And then how can we turn that affinity for that particular media, right? And then turn that into an action figure. So wherever the content's going, we're going to be close behind. Finally, when can we expect to see these lovely figurines on the shelves? Well, all these lovely figurines are available right now. So like it's, it's October 1st, right? And all the retailers, right? They're pretty much already kind of starting holiday season planning, right? Like, all of the trucks with products have already been shipped. Stuff's in the storage room. They just need to reset the shelves and do their kind of thing for like holiday period. But like all of these guys are already available for pre-sale online, right? And some of these guys are even available in store right now. It just depends on which retailer you go to. So yeah, I mean, for, for this guy, there's another 58 characters who came before him that are already available. He just happens to be the latest one, right? And like these guys, there's about six others that are sort of out there. We're going to be making more in the future, right? So we continually growl and expand our line. But yeah, for, for the most part, everything you see here is, is available now. Online and in stores. Online and in stores. Well, Cisco, thank you so much for joining us on the Geekening Podcast. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you about these figurines and about Dragon Ball. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. To our listeners, if you want to listen to more compelling podcasts, you can head to allagesofgeek.com. But for now, we're signing off.